ticky tacker or Roscommon Xavi and Iniesta tipping the ball back and forth Galway or a lot further ahead than Roscommon at this but Roscommon as Jer said are going to do damage in this championship subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now some of the other news headlines like this, I definitely did not believe that this was going to happen. But it looks like it's very, very close to happening. If it doesn't happen at this point, there will be egg on the face of Celtic because the the, the briefing that's been going on from clearly both sides is that a deal is very close to being done between uh, Dermot Desmond and Brendan Rodgers. And so that's obviously his unveiling in 2016. Uh, the world is a slightly different place now. But Brendan Rodgers is... Um, convinced that he wants to go back and conquer European football at Celtic fair play for both of them really mm. for like deciding that this is the right thing for us assuming it works because generally you don't go back in football not a huge number of examples of people who have successfully gone back somewhere mm. is Carlo Ancelotti the best example he's been to Real Madrid twice yeah yeah it, like I can work in rare examples uh, oh, they know he knows the club. Like turning down leads in the process, it seems as well. Does that mean Celtic are a bigger club than Leeds United? We've had this discussion on air one day, lashing O'Reilly, of course. A keen, fervent Celtic supporter, and uh, Cameron, our own Leeds man, went to blows almost. Jared has to be said over who's the bigger club. You're, you're talking fan base, you're talking stadium, you're talking interest um, and dominance in Europe. Uh, it's 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 a le- it's a level one, but I'm interested to see what people think. But my point is, Brendan Rodgers has decided Celtic are a bigger club than Leeds. Maybe he's just sick of the Premier League. Like he's had his he's had his time with Leicester there the last couple of years, and probably wants to get back up to somewhere where he's well thought of. Uh, is that a stretch now? I think he was beloved until he walked away, yeah. and that was seen as an act of treachery by many Celtic fans who were like, "No, you can't go and take a smaller club in their eyes." Mm. In uh, now. He nearly turned them into a Champions League team, which was a, would have been one of the all-time great managerial achievements. Like Obviously, Ranieri winning the league is kind of a unicorn event, but the fact that Rodgers got them to within a match two seasons in a row of the Champions League, if they could just have got over the line mm. in either of those. And look, in one of those seasons, he prioritised winning the FA Cup, and they did that, and they had that trophy. So like, it, it's all-time great period in uh, Leicester City's life now. He does bear some responsibility for the fact that the team won't be playing the Premier League next season, even though he didn't take them down. Maybe he would have got them out of it, who knows. Mm. Uh, but that, that's the hy- hypothetical situation. I-, I think Brandon Rogers is a good manager, and I know people don't like him because he has self-confidence. Um, uh, but his teams play good football. Like His teams do play good football. They're, they're good to watch. Mm. Um, Turns out he's a very good manager. Uh, I think that like, if there was an Ireland job in the future I you know his son was capped underage by the Republic of Ireland there's no reason not to think that now at some point in the future I'm saying mm-hmm. we obviously wouldn't be able to afford him now and he's just gone to Celtic and so that's obviously where he's going to be for the long term and you'd have to assume that John O'Shea is, is the um, most likely succession candidate and that Lee Carsley now is obviously coming into sharp relief if he doesn't get the mm. senior England gig which doesn't seem to be on his radar We'll see how well he, he does in the under-21 Euros. Is it under-20 or under-21 Euros? Whatever. I, I, I mistake the uh, underage. 21s, uh, I think it, it is, changes yeah. so much. Yeah. 
It's like uh, it's, we we changed in GAA to under twenties. Of course, we did. But did they not change? That? No, they didn't. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I think Brendan Rodgers as a future Ireland manager, I he, I can get behind this. He's in the tier though of of club managers that are probably slightly too good to be considered for the Irish job. Do you know the, the managers that you're like? Well, I'm they, saying at the moment, can, yeah. But for the next 10, 15, 20 years, Rogers can get a pretty decent club job. Twenty years is a long time in football. True. Yeah, but like, he he he's consistent, and like everywhere he has gone so far, he has done good things. If he can keep that going, if his if his love for the game, I'm not saying he's going to be a Roy Hodgson in terms of longevity, but. Be around for a while. Yeah, maybe managers get to the point where they they reach a certain age and they're like international football. Yeah, that's for me. Pick up your X amount of money per year. Only have to enter when the international camps come around. You can go around to the club matches and watch them and act like you're watching your own players. But really, you're just watching football. Um, yeah, maybe Brendan Rodgers speaking about the Irish character would be would be something to to look forward to. Yeah, are you on the anti Brendan Rodgers train? Anti Brendan Rodgers? No, no, I don't think so. And and certainly ch- chatting to a lot of my. Celtic fan mates in Monaghan they were keen on Rodgers and, and I, I was surprised at that at first because I was like well remember how it ended the last time um, but no straight away when Ange Postacoglu's uh, departure to Spurs became a reality they were like no Brendan Rodgers bring him back he's the obvious candidate if it doesn't happen now as you say there'll be there'll be a, a joke shop and I don't know who will come in after that but it seems it seems relatively close it's obviously on the back page of this morning so the other back page that I just want to talk about briefly here is the on the mirror. Gunners have Kai Hopes. Ambitious boss Arteta is ready to move for Chelsea striker Havertz, but wants to cut back on 70 million price tag for Champions League winner. 70 million. Is this a, is this a is Kai Havertz the missing piece of the jigsaw for that team? A flaky striker? Is that what is that what they need? I mean, the, the chances to goals ratio for Kai Havertz... It's not really what they need, it seems to me. Yeah, but has it just been flaky and a Chelsea team that has A, too many players and B, too, mo- too many management changes in the last few years? Like, maybe the solidity of still living in London, but moving to a team with Mikel Arteta in charge is exactly what he needs. Sometimes it's just a small change. The colour in jersey um, that can change a player's mentality. Havertz is a brilliant footballer, there's no doubt about that. Um, what does he bring to Arsenal? I don't know. Like, 70 million... There's, a, there's an opportunity cost when you sign players at 70 million though because there's other players you could get for that yeah. and it seems to me that shopping at Chelsea and Manchester City is generally expensive they'll say last season worked out with uh, Jesus and Zinchenko and I, I do think it's a little bit early for us to just say that that was guaranteed to be 100% success Let, let's see what happens over the rest of the next 18 months say. Mm. Uh, so far I'd say on balance good uh, but not as amazing as everybody is like oh look they transformed the culture of the team it's like yeah okay but like actually a good centre back uh, improvement in midfield play and one of the best attacking young footballers in the world would actually I would argue was more important and there was no significant diminution in the quality of the team when Jesus went out but that's why spending 60 million on Havertz Mm. seems high for somebody who has done okay in the Premier League you know it's not like he has absolutely torched teams on a consistent basis week in week out no he's been good in Europe when he's got the opportunity to be good in Europe um, I just think it's been such a mess at Chelsea in the last couple of years that you have to give any player there a little bit of 
leeway to some degree. I feel like every single transfer is between Chelsea and Arsenal, by the way. Like, there are many times are players either linked or, or sent between the two. Uh, and there was the whole Mudrick saga, of course, last year. Like, it just seems to happen quite consistently. Havertz is probably, a, like, is Havertz a better signing than Mason Mount from Manchester United? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm out on both of these. Can I, can I say no to both of them? Is it no. okay if I'm like, I'm going to save my. 120 million combined and go and sign some players like I might just hire Brighton's chief scout and see who's yeah. on their list of players and spend my 120 million on all of the players they were going to buy and put them out on loan for a couple of years and then I'll have like five players who are brilliant uh, Havertz goals in the league mm. uh, for Bayer Leverkusen from 2016-2017 on so Leverkusen four goals in 24 games three goals in 30 games 17 goals in 34 games and then 12 goals in 30 games before he moves to Chelsea and it's four goals in 27 games, eight goals in 29 games, and seven goals in 35 games. Why are you spending 60, 70 million on this for? Yeah, but isn't that what, isn't that what a footballer is, is worth nowadays who does exactly those numbers? You've seven goals a season, eight goals a season, four I know. goals a season. It's, ri- it's ridiculous, but like... I'm fairly sure this might just be... I don't know if it's... Sorry, I, I, this is on understat.com. I was looking for the XG. And the XG is like nearly double that. Mm. He's, he's underperforming his XG at the moment. Like last season, chronically. Yeah, you'd wonder, like, does the likes of um, Pochettino know, know something we don't? Well, he's getting rid of him. Yeah, he's getting rid of him. Does he know something we don't, or is he just looking at the stats and going, this is shy? Well, I knew it. No, go, you go, you go, you go, you go, out. It can come back to bite you, though, selling to, to teams in the Premier League. Like It, it can. Well, uh, I mean, like, you look at De Bruyne and Salah, obviously, they're, that's two of the worst transfer decisions that were ever made getting rid of them mm. um, so look it can come back to bite you but I think if you're getting 50, 60, 70 million for those Chelsea are absolutely delighted yeah you're going to take it well, they, they outright rejected 40 million for, for Mason Mount yesterday straight away the first bid from, from Old Trafford um, I don't, do they, want, they probably want twice that amount but United are obviously starting in a place where they think Mason Mount is worth um, it could be one of those transfer sagas that goes and United eventually don't pay what they want um, Manchester United in a transfer saga mm, I know that starts at the start of the season and doesn't finish until the last day of the transfer window and then the player is completely discombobulated for the first six months we don't really see the best of them for maybe the first full season no that's not going to happen to Manchester United is it? they're such a well-run club Shane <laughs> I'm still uh, they're not by the way whatsoever a well-run club um, but I'm still traumatised as a kid by Klassian Huntelaar he was one. He was like one of my favourite players as a kid. And I remember the, the transfer saga rumbling on through the summer. And I, I just, I'd nearly already bought the jersey, the uh, you know, taking out the mortgage to buy a Classy and Huntelaar jersey because every letter costs a little bit extra. Um, so yeah, those those sagas tended to rumble on when you were a United fan as a kid. Yeah, they were just the league match fixtures for that I was giving you for Havertz. There, he did play ten games in the Champions League last season and scored two goals, so that would improve things slightly, but. Uh, seven goals and one assist in 35 Premier League appearances. No, not having a pal. Mm. You're, yeah, but you're, you're running off just stats there, Chair. What about the the impact he has on a game? What yeah. about man of the match performances? What about involvements in goals? Do you know? I don't know. you got to look at the, the big picture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stats man yeah. over there. Havertz, I just... Um, I, like, he's a good player. And I, I'm sure with a good manager, he could be a functional member of a team. And, you know, if he's gone to Arsenal, he's not going to be... 
uh, required to do stuff week in, week out. He'll come into the team instead, or as well as Martinelli and Jesus, and they'll be able to change their, their formation. And maybe that's what they need for an assault in the Champions League. They're going to play slightly different away from home or something. I don't, I, you know, obviously a lot goes into a decision mm. to try and sign a player like that. Or else this is Chelsea trying to drum up some sense that actually, you know what, we need to get rid of Havertz here and we need to get rid of... There was um, there was one deal Chelsea were linked with. It might be the Onana deal or it's somebody else, maybe it's a midfielder, where they were like, oh, we'll give you money and you can have your pick of one of these five players as well. Mm. And I guess they're hoping that Inter are like, oh, we'll take all five of them, no problems. Yeah. Uh, it's so. not a great look, isn't it, when you're offering up to five players? You're screwed. Yeah. You are absolutely screwed. Um, but I, again... I think Pochettino can turn that around because he can just pick a squad of 18 and that's the squad week in, week out and they can play every single game give or take because there's no distractions there's no other tournament or competition for them to play in so he's got his hands full Pochettino let me tell you um, yeah almost almost of sympathy for Frank Lampard if I have to deal with that, that dressing room no uh, no Manchester United's 2023-2024 Premier League season starts on a Monday night oh waiting all weekend watching everybody else Get up and running. It's against Wolves. Manchester Derby is the 28th of October at Old Trafford and then a trip to Anfield on the 16th of December. Uh, first round of Premier League fixtures. Uh, Newcastle versus Aston Villa is the big one, obviously. Mm. First versus second as the Whoa. season progresses. Right. Uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool is the um, pick, pick, of the, pick of the bunch, I think. That's an opening day game. At the bridge? At the bridge, yeah. Interesting. Uh, and that's going to be the I think that's going to be the Sunday game I don't know if they've announced the Sunday game yet but if Man United Wolves is on Monday then um, it would look to me like uh, Burnley versus Manchester City the Vincent Vincent company Derby oh yes Arsenal versus Forest Bournemouth versus West Ham why do we care about these why do we care about these why do they make a big song and dance about the fixtures every team is going to play each other twice one of those games is going to be at home. One of those games is going to be away. Why do we care about it? That's a fact. Yeah, it just whets the appetite, Jer. It doesn't. Well, it it allows football fans to plan. Oh, I'm going to going to go okay. over for the trip okay. that week. That's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. I I grant you that. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. 